Hello and welcome to the Non-Traditional Scholar Podcast. I'm your host, Jan. Welcome to the freshest, latest edition of the podcast. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Non-traditional, that's the focus of the podcast. For many of you out there listening to us, your first inclination of what's a non-traditional student is defined upon their age and the fact that they may be considered an adult. To add substance to that inclination, the United States Department of Education defines a non-traditional student as someone 24 years old or older. So an adult coming back to school after a long period of time is what typically is defined as a parameter to be included as a non-traditional. But that's not always the case. Why? Well, before I answer that, I want you to think of another number. Think back to when you were the age, the number 16. Many of you were in high school when you were 16. More of you probably didn't know what you wanted to do with your life, let alone what you wanted to do for the rest of your day. You were living at the tip of your nose, just trying to enjoy and live life to its fullest. But 16 can be experienced uniquely. As a matter of fact, 16 can be a number that includes you to be considered a non-traditional student. Why? Well, in this story, you'll find out how the age of 16 changed this person's life forever. So much so that it served as the catalyst to propel them forward. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to our newest interviewee. They're going to share their story. But on top of that, later on in the episode, you'll be in for a pleasant surprise. So without ruining the rest of the episode, think to when you were 16 and listen to when this person was 16 and how different it was for them. May his story inspire you as much as it did me. Let's begin. So good afternoon, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good and yourself. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for taking the time and sharing your story with the podcast. I'm looking forward to getting to know more about who Christian is and uh, what makes Christian who he is and where you want to go. So to get the audience a little bit more familiar with who you are, could you give a brief introduction, your name, your age, major, and uh, what you are currently doing? course well thank you for having me uh having me for this podcast a great opportunity and my name is christian bottles friends i am 19 years old i'm a sophomore in miami college i go to a culinary school downtown in wolfson campus and i am starting to become a chef and at the moment i'm a chef in the making actor in the making and entrepreneur with two businesses two businesses yes so what are your businesses uh, my first business is my serve, uh, gourmet catering services, and I have a team for that. And as well, I have a brownie ba- business, which is like a baking business. And my first business is called Chef Christian LOC. And my second is called Moonlight Brownies. How long have you had those businesses? So I had Moonlight Brownies since I was 16 years old. 16? Yeah, uh, when I was running a ghost kitchen and Uber Eats in my house. <laughs> and uh, the Chef Christian LLC just started uh, June, actually. Because it was in the process because I'm still a student. Right. Um, it's really hard for me to like balance it out, but I've kind of found that sweet spot 
in June, so that's why I, I uh, publicized it and licensed it in the LLC. And yeah. Okay, so how, how hard is it to manage two businesses and being a student and being Christian? <laughs> so it's, at first it was really hard for me because it was a new phase in my life. Um, but it's just that you gotta just go with the flow every day and then just try to find that sweet balance. Okay. Uh, that's how I did it. Okay, okay. You've always been into food? Uh, yes, I've always been into food. Um, I feel like food is an important piece of everybody's life because I feel like it, it unites the family and unites people and just it unites a lot of uh, things. So it's like a connector. It's a connector, correct. I see, I see, and it builds bridges. Yes. So what would be your cuisine of preference to cook? Uh, since I, I am Dominican, so okay. my preference is Latin food, 100%. Okay. That's what my, my gourmet catering services is based on, Latin food. With my type of, uh, with my fusion into like, I guess, a fine dining aspect. Um, so that's what I really love, Latin food. So you, your base is Latin? 100%, yes. You got a favorite dish? Uh, yes, my favorite dish is um, Pistela Palamilla. It's a very delicious grilled steak with caramelized onions and it's going to be served with rice and beans and plantains. Nice, nice, nice. So you said you're a sophomore at MDC? 100% yes. Sophomore. And you're in the culinary program? Yes. Could you give some background regarding being in the culinary program and, and what would be like a day in the life in the culinary program at MDC? Well, first of all, um, joining the culinary program was first. It was a huge step to me. Like it was very hard to get in. Oh, really? They, only, like, they don't select that many people. Um, I got it. Uh, I got in by a, thank, thankfully by a scholarship called the Rising Scholars. I'm in that scholarship program, as well as my 5,000 role models Wilson Scholar. So I'm in, in two programs that give me scholarships. And then in life, it's you know it's kind of hard. It's not like your typical you know class, your school, or major, because it's like a lot of work, and it's like every day you have to cook a new dish. Oh. It's like a job. It's like a nine-to-five for me. Um, so I wake up at 6 a.m., uh, I go to the gym there in the, the campus, which is a blessing, because you have to, you know, start the day right um, with the right mindset and so you could product and produce very well. Um, after that, 8 o'clock, that's when I start classes. I get around 7.30, start to make sure, like, uh, study my recipes and make sure what I have to do for the class. And 8 a.m. to about, I guess, to 3 actually to 2 o'clock, 8 a.m. to 2 o'clock, we start doing all the recipes. Normally, it's a team of four or five in each group, and we divide recipes into, like, I guess, four per, per, per person. And, yeah, we just cook until it's 2 o'clock. I see, I see. So you're behind the kitchen from 8 to 2? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Yeah? yeah? Interesting, interesting. Next semester, you're going to focus your classes on international cuisine. Correct, and that I'm very excited about that. All right, and the semester that just passed, um, what were, outside of the class that you just mentioned, what were some of the other classes that you, you took? So I had to take um, culinary terminology. Other classes I took um, is a certification exam. Uh, it's a surf safe to get certified in food handling, which is very, very important. Okay. I have, uh, I have two certifications on that. Good. So that's very good. And yeah, that's pretty much I've taken. Yeah. Okay. About the two scholarships, right? Mm -hmm. You have a Rising Scholars Scholarship, yes. and then the other one was? 5,000 Role Models Wilson Scholar. So how did, you, how, how did you become eligible for those scholarships? Uh, so let's start with the 5,000 role models. Um, so when I was in 10th grade, I, I went to Mind Lakes Educational Center. And I joined this club, which was called 5,000 Role Models. And I didn't really know too much at the time, like what it was. But I heard it just gives, it mentors students so you could 
achieve excellence. Okay. Right? So I just joined in, and from that moment in 10th grade, I started to learn how to, I guess, well, I, I, was, being, I was being mentored by many kids that are like, um, doing very well in school and just doing very well in general in life. And as well, I got the opportunity to meet amazing people. Um, and yeah, um, so I started from that. And from 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade year, they really pushed me to be, um, become great at what I do. And as well, have that mindset that I need to achieve excellence no matter what and network and leverage things and market myself, right? Okay. So I want to become successful, and that's the whole goal. Right, and from that scholarship, they, I, I was, I had, well, I had to get A's and B's first of all. I, I had a, at least had a 3.3, 3.5 GPA in high school, and thank God I did, because uh, my mother really pushed me a lot, and I want to say thank you for that. Um, yeah, and it was just that's just one of the um, requirements for that. Um, as well, you have to be, I guess, connected to the community and like do a lot of events with them. As well, I went to Dolphin games, I went to the Heat game, Mar uh, Miami Marlins game, I went to D.C. Um, a lot of things I've done um, with that 5,000 role models program. Okay. Uh, so from that, really transitioned to the Rising Scholars program because they just, like, just godfather, I guess how you say, godfather me in through okay. the Rising Black, Rising, Rising Black Scholars program. And it was the same requirements, honestly. Nice. But, yeah. Nice. So, thankfully... Through your mom's um, advice and through her guidance, and through these two scholarships, you were able to transition into the culinary school. Correct. And you said you're 19. I am 19. Yes, still young. <laughs> so speaking of that, now Christian, um, when you were younger, who or what inspired you to have this love and this affinity for food? So, yeah, so when I was eight years old, my mother kind of taught me the ins and outs in the, the cooking world. Uh, she was just teaching me how to cook. Um, just, you know, just Latin-based food, Dominican food, because I'm, I'm Dominican. And just because we had, like, um, karaoke's, and I just was like, oh, I want to, like, learn how to do this. I want to do this and that. And then she was cooking for the karaoke's for the, um, for Inner House. When I was 16, I, like I said, I started my business um, when I was 16 years old. Reason why is because my mother um, had two cancers, uh, thyroid and breast cancer. I'm oh, sorry to hear that. No, yeah, but now she's a cancer survivor, That's so thank wonderful. God for that. That's um, wonderful. So when I started with that, that was my motivation to like let me pursue something that I really love and my passion, which is cooking. Right. Um, so yeah, when I was 16, I did that. I was doing very well. I guess I, it really opened the door to a new world to me because I was like, I didn't know what I really wanted to do when I was 16 years old. Right. I mean, I know it's still young, but my mindset is that I need to figure something out so I could help out the house because could, she couldn't work. My mother couldn't work and I had to help out the house and I had to be the step up and be the man of the house I and see. bring out the bring um, money to the house because she couldn't work. I see. So yeah, and then a year after that, um, fortunately, my, my, pa my dad passed away um, one week before my birthday and wow. one week when senior year started in high school. So that really hit me. And since I had my, my, my Moonlight Brownies business, I still had that business. So I was like, let me make an homage, an honor, a, a brownie for him. And since he loved to drink cafecitos, keeping coffee every morning, I used to go from every morning, I was like, let me make a, a cafecito brownie. It's a brownie that's infused with coffee, uh, Cuban colada coffee, and then a tub of uh, coffee ganache. And it's so, to this day, my number one seller. And it just, I'm just blessed and just grateful for that. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful.
your dad was around and was aware of the businesses before his passing? Yes, 100%. And yeah. to this day, he's up there and he's like acknowledging that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. In that moment, when you found out the diagnosis for your mom, you were 16. That's a lot to That's a lot to. So you had a, quite a few uh, unfortunate setbacks and surprises in your high school career. Um, if you can take me there when you found out the diagnosis of your mom, what were some of the things that were going through your head at that moment? So it's just, I really, I think positive no matter what the situation is. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad told me about it. Um, I think my mother was in the hospital and she was getting a surgery for it. Um, my, my, my dad told me just everything's going to be fine, it's going to be okay. And my mindset is like, okay, I got to think higher. I gotta think uh, like, okay, yes, she's gonna be okay, but like, I need to step up and like, if she can't work, I need to find a plan B. Mm -hmm. And I always had high positive, um, uh, high positive uh, thoughts about the how she's gonna, you know, recover from that. And thankfully, she did. She's cancer free. And yeah, I just had to just think positive. I never really thought about the negative side about it. And I just, in my mind, it just. It hit me at first. It really did. It's just like, oh my God, like, what's gonna happen? But my my dad was like, just, he was just calming me down, and he kind of taught me how to like think positively, like I was saying. And yeah, I just had to think like that. So you're very optimistic. Yes, hundred percent. You're, you're able to take a, a, an obstacle and turn it into you know, to look at it from the a bright perspective, a positive perspective, and yes. and try to make the most out of it. Hundred percent. Yes. Nice, nice. Do you see yourself? Planning this life where you're gonna have multiple businesses and and eventually become you know a chef. Do you forecast yourself ever thinking about Plan B? So I when originally when I was 15 in high school freshman I signed up to become a IT specialist mm. in um, the information technology and I was planning to become that and. I didn't really thought I was going to become a chef until that uh, situation happened with my mother. I see. So it's crazy how, like, I had one, one in one year, in uh, freshman year, I had one mindset. The next year is a completely different detour. And it, that's, that's crazy about life that you never know what could happen. And you have to just adapt with the situation. That's what you did. 100%. And thankfully, see. now I, I'm running those two businesses. And it's just, if it wasn't, I mean, it's just... It was just a blessing to to have that. Let's talk. Let's talk back about when I was trying to say in freshman year. So, the IT program I I finished doing that for the four years. For so high school. for high school. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, I didn't get to learn culinary in those four years. But if I did, I feel like I would have had maybe more opportunities now. But you know, I'm I'm grateful to have this now. Right. Honestly. Right. Right. Your timing is perfect. My so, time is perfect. Yeah, yes. yeah. So you you you're, you're learning about culinary now, but you also you also have the experience of IT to fall back on as a plan B if needed. Right? Yeah. In addition, as well to that, to add on is the for the IT, I have three certifications with Microsoft. So as a, as that's my plan B. Mm. Even though I don't like it too much, but I have those certifications to back it up. I see. Yes. I see. Your your two businesses. They're yes. they're digital. Or do you have a, 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 a physical store? 
So right now it's, I guess, more on a digital side. I don't have a brick and mortar. I don't have a food truck. I just have my family, which is my team. That's your support. And I, 100%, I have my support and I have uh, my house, honestly. Uh, my house is where I pretty much do everything. Uh, my goal in the future is to have uh, a ballroom so I could have all of my family, all my friends, and all these clients. Uh, so I could pretty much do everything there. Mm -hmm. But that's just in the works. I'm still 19. I'm still young. I still need to, like... Go through it, and right. yeah, it just takes time. Uh, great things takes a lot of time. It's Absolutely. called longevity. Yes, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So that's the long term. Yeah, 100%. You also mentioned that you're pursuing acting. Yes, I. so to, about that. So I am an acting in the making. Why in the making? Well, in May, well, I was working at 9 to 5. Well, actually, yeah. In January, uh, you may see me on Roku. Uh, I've, I, I'm on Roku right now. It's airing now. Uh, in January, I got a call to become an amazing uh, opportunity. Uh, it's called the, in a show called Abuela's Kitchen. It's pretty much where a Gen Z and an abuela uh, com compete in a culinary competition. It's like a master chef, but it's just uh, abuelas versus the Gen Z. I and I got, I got that opportunity because I was always very active on Instagram. And they just called me, and at first I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a scam, so let me refer to <laughs> let me refer to my manager, which is my mom. And I didn't have a manager. My mom is my mom. Uh, and I had to speak in existence because I had to manifest that because I want to be in that situation where I have a, a manager. But my mom, to this day, is my manager no matter what. But at that moment, I was like, okay, I have to think higher. I always have that high mindset. I'm like, yeah, let me refer you to my manager. Um, I didn't have a manager. It was my mother. And then I told, I called my, call my mom. I was like, mom, there's, there's someone calling me to be in this uh, an audition for a um, acting uh, gig in Colombia. I had a, they pay me to go all in Colombia, which is another a beautiful destination. That's unreal. It was amazing, yeah. And my mom was like, I was like, listen, I told you that you're my manager, so here's the contact information, there you go. And my mom was going back and forth to, with the, uh, the agent for that um, show. And one called in the call me the next hour, she's like, you want to go to Columbia? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh yeah, I'm, I'm 100%. <clears throat> and then from there, I, there was a camera crew that, that came to my house and pretty much did an audition. And I'm just blessed for that because not that many people have the opportunity to have that, I guess, happen. Because when they um, were doing the audition for other people, they didn't have a camera crew to their house. So I was blessed. I was like, until I found out, I was like, wow, like, what is going on? God is guiding me to success. Yeah. And um, from that moment, um, I got another call two days later confirming that I'm going to be flying out to Colombia. And from that moment on, I went to Colombia and I won the whole show. Wow. Yeah, I won the whole show. Let me ask you, what was one of the competitions in the show? So one of the, uh, I guess the competitions was to cook. Well, the first competition was to cook a Tex-Mex related food. And pretty much what I did was uh, a spin on fajitas. So I like to make uh, regular fajitas, but with pineapple. And I flambéed it with brandy. So flambé means in the colony words is uh, burning the alcohol so it could... Uh, a rope of flame. So I used that technique, technique, right? And I infused it with pineapple, and it pretty much it shocked the judges, and they really loved that creation. So that's why I won that first round. And the second round was against the abuela, 
And <laughs> so the first round you had to compete against the Gen Z. 100%, yeah, the Gen ah. Zs. And then from those people, they select that one person to, to go, go against the Abuela. <laughs> and Abuela, when they, she came in, and it, literally the lights were turning on and off. It was like a introduction. I was like, oh my God, this is war. <laughs> this is a competition yeah. for real. And I'm on TV, and this is it's everything is happening. This, a lot of things are happening at the same time, and I was just shocked. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. And um, I got the job done, and I won against her. Um, I I, yeah, I won against that, um, the abuela, and yeah, it was an amazing opportunity. That's the first time I was on TV. Now, the second time that is going to be airing in September, this is a lot of things, yes. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> so, pretty much, I got another call from my mother in May. The beginning of May, May 1st. And my mom was saying that I have this amazing opportunity. The same person from Colombia, from the Roku channel, they want to have you... And another project with Univision. Wow. Yeah. So they want to have you as a chef in. Uh, a, a, they want to play you as a. They want to have you as a role as a chef, uh, behind the scenes chef. So you could teach the actors how to properly handle things and how to like I guess cook in a way. So when I got the call, um, as well, they told me I was gonna be cooking the food <laughs> that's gonna be in the project that's in Univision. And I was like, oh my god. And that's crazy because now I'm in a different world where there's like act, famous actors and there's famous this and that channels and agencies. I'm like, this is a nice, I, I, I want to stay in this world forever. But obviously it was a 35 day project. That, that was really tough because I was going to, I was entering into the summer um, term, the summer eight. Semester? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I took, I'm taking four classes at the moment. It was very tough. It was difficult. So I had to like, I guess, sacrifice some things. So I had to sacrifice my job. I, I quit my job, my nine to five, and I just literally just focusing on school and the project, the Univision at that time. I see. You did this while you were in school? Yeah, yeah. And wow. this, this happened this, this May. This happened this May. Everything happened this year. 2023 has been a blessing. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know how that happened, but we're here. I, I love it. I see. So from that moment um, forward, uh, I started getting interviews from Univision um, Despierta America, which is pretty much a Good Morning America, but in Spanish, which right. is a huge opportunity here in Miami. Uh, it's gonna, I'm gonna be on live TV soon on September doing a cooking demo for about the, um, about the series and it's gonna be in Despierta America and it's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be cooking live and just sharing my story as well in live TV That's in front of millions of, of viewers here in Miami and anywhere in the world. Man. That's, a, that's incredible, That's man. incredible. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a breath. Because <laughs> what you've done in 19 years... I think some people don't get to experience in their entire life. Yeah. So and in addition to add that as well, I got featured after May, June, I got featured in a magazine called Learning to Live. And that magazine, pretty much, I, show, I shared my story. And then from there, I, got in, I started getting more opportunities for the city of Doral. And then the city of Doral called me and they said, we would love you to be a vendor for the city. And I just got approved to become a vendor of the city of Doral literally last week. I see, man. That's wow. <laughs> that is amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm having goosebumps yeah, right now man. just telling my yeah. story. <laughs> That's wonderful, bro. Yes. Let me ask you a question. So you're, how much more time do you have before you finish culinary school? I have a year, actually. One I year. Think Next year, I'm graduating in April. 2024? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a class of 2024 because I'm working for my associate's mm -hmm. uh, degree in culinary. And as well, I got another scholarship to work, in, uh, to work on my bachelor's in hospitality management. Okay. Which is another opportunity as well. Yeah. So once you finish your 
associates. Yes. You're going to transition into pursuing your hospitality bachelor's degree at MDC. 100% MDC. All right. So let me ask you. I'm going to put you in a scenario. You see all of these opportunities coming your way. Um, let's say one of the opportunities calls you in the middle of the semester. Like in the middle of the semester where you are taking four classes and you're immersing yourself in four classes. But they're asking you that this opportunity is going to need you to travel and travel for two weeks. But it's an opportunity similar to what you've been describing. Now you meet with your team, you meet with your mom, your manager, and your, your support system. Um, at the end of the day, you got to make the decision. Uh, what do you do? Do you, do you drop out of the classes and take the, up the opportunity, or, or do you put the opportunity to the side? Honestly, like, I would put the opportunity to the side, because I believe school is first. And I got the scholarship, and I'm, I've made it so far with the scholarship, might as well finish it. Because I believe that more opportunities will come through the way, through the, in the future. Very good. Very yes. good. Nice, nice, nice. Sixteen years old to nineteen. In those three years, what Christian just described in terms of what he's pursued and accomplished is more than many people do in 30 years or 40 years or even 50 years of their life. And what served as the catalyst to motivate him and propel him forward was the diagnosis of his most important person, which is his mom and the passing the unfortunate passing of his father, who's still looking down and guiding them and guiding him in particular towards this path that he's forged in pursuit of what he defines as success. I think that in itself is worth the story to be told. But Christian mentioned his team and how his support system and his team has helped realize all of these things that he just described and just explained and experienced as of 19 years old and what is coming his way. And that support is essential because he's not just doing it for himself, he's doing it for the people that inspire him the most, his mother, and his late father and his supporting cast which is his family so you imagine you might not live the life that Christian has lived but you might be inspired by his story but you might also be a parent who's wanting to provide the most possible for your child or your grandchild or your younger brother or younger sister imagine the support you can give your child by simply being there and helping set the foundation for them to find that light bulb and say that this is my purpose and this is what I want to pursue with all the fiber in my being, not just to win for myself and realize this life for myself, but to have you be happy for me and give you the life that you deserve.
Some of you go back to school for that. Not just for yourself, but for the fact that you have a child or grandchild or younger brother who is looking up to you and idolizing you to the point where no one is more important to them than you. How did those three years not just impact Christian, but what about his momager? What about his mom? How has that changed her in terms of what he's done, how he's motivated himself, and what he's trying to become in this thing called life? Well, our featured guest is going to explain that herself. For those of you parents out there, this is another reason why you shouldn't let go of your dreams. Because your dreams could set a blaze to your most important person's dreams and allow them to become the person you are aspiring for them to be. Take a listen. Do you have any brothers or sisters? No, I am the only child. Single child. Wow. Single child. That's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you have your manager here. Yes, my yeah. momager. Your momager. Your momager. How has this pursuit and these opportunities affected your relationship with your mom? And, and, and how has that, that these new paths with, with, with what happened to your mom and with what happened to your, with your dad, how has that gotten you closer? Honestly, it made us very close. Yeah. Um, for all these amazing opportunities, she's super happy. Every each opportunity is making her happier. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the only child, so I'm I'm just grateful to have my mother to be like my backbone, my backbone. Yeah. And just a blessing to have that type of mom. She's very strong, and yeah, it's just it's an amazing opportunity to have that. May I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> um, we have Christian's mom. Your name? My name is Celeste Brands. Celeste, uh, did you ever envision a life like this for your son? Really, no. <laughs> I did not. Um, as I told you, I'm an architect, as a, but I was my mayor, and also an, uh, an study over here in this country for IT. Similar I to what he was the one who <laughs> told him to do IT. Look at that. But the thing is, since a child, as he told you before, uh, I used to have a lot of family reunion in the house. And I'm the cooker of I the family. See. I love how to cook, but I got it from my mom and my grandma. Generational. Generational. Right. So he was the one uh, around all the kids that used to help me in the kitchen. Wow. And um, I think that he's, he really discovered his passion sometimes, like a, like a game. Because when he was eight years of age, he waked us up, my husband and myself, early in the morning, Saturdays and Sundays, with a surprise. Breakfast. Uh, wow. bre light breakfast. Beautiful. Which is a toast or pancakes. Eggs. He did that by himself in the kitchen. Mm. Like egg, breakfast, whatever, kind of little breakfast. And he served that very nice in a table and go to the, my bedroom and, you know. Beautiful. Enjoy weekends with a little chef. And a breakfast you, in you bed. didn't say that at the beginning of his career as a chef, uh, as a culinary art, 
he used to do like a, we call like a little um yeah like a little um mock trial 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 test, uh, testing testing right? we call it testing we invite friends and family to the house we're talking about probably 10 then 20 then 30. Yeah. Wow. Men, yeah menu menu test tastings menu uh, tastings he prepared yes. the menu <laughs> yes like he was forgot to say that restaurant. Wow. and this he was literally and sorry to interrupt you right. this was literally when i was taking my first ever culinary class uh, and second so i was like oh my god this is i'm learning so many new things how do i take this to the next step because i i feel like i'm not an own uh, a regular student because I believe the other students, they just take that information and they just move on to the next day. No, I want to take that information that I learned from the class and apply it to my real day life. I want to see, okay, this recipe is like, I did it so good in this class. Okay, I want to try to see what other people think and add my own twist to it. Mm. So from there, I'm building my portfolio and start to like, I guess, have, yeah, a, a resume of like my dishes that I have that's like my signature dishes and just have it to my portfolio. So, so it was like a game for him. <laughs> Let's gonna dress as a chef. Let's gonna print out the menu. We're gonna put a nice table. Everything to the everything tea. restaurant like style. Like a top of the line. Wow. And then the guest was coming. We're talking about my sister, my cousin, my nieces, I my neighbor. I told him to bring everybody. Everybody <laughs> was coming to my house. He got well, how many hours in the kitchen prepared from scratch everything. And Everybody's overnight. getting seating. Everybody with a piece of paper and a pen to do the critique at the end of Incredible. the feedback. Yes. dining. And from those feedbacks, <laughs> I learned from it. Yeah. And I tweaked I the recipe, imagine. and then the next day, I probably just make those adjustments, and then I'm like, wow, this is amazing. That's you know, that, that dish, yeah. And Forgot to add that. <laughs> we really stopped when uh, this opportunity in January came in, that they flew into Colombia, whatever, and he won the show, and the whatever. But the other day we was talking and say, and he said, "Mom, we need to come to come back to the same project to do more." Mm -hmm. You know, that's beautiful. That's and beautiful. also, he has a dream that he wants to do. Like it, um, we was he was mentioned to me the other day. Like he wants to give to the people. That's beautiful. He wants to give to the kids with cancer. So what I wanted to do is I'm gonna start to start a nonprofit foundation where I could give um, donate gourmet lunches to the cancer patients' families. I see. That is my next goal. That's my next step mm -hmm. to this um, to my journey. Right. And it just takes time because I have so many things going on. Because right. I'm still a student. Um, and I'm just trying, that's, that's my next goal. Okay. I'm um, trying to give back and to start the a community. foundation, 100%. And specifically with the cancer patients because of what my happened to your mother. Yes. That's and beautiful. And we're going to give now to a community in Southwest. Yeah, and then now, this next week, I'm going to give, uh, it's a foundation that one of my friends have, a nonprofit. Pretty much I'm going to give to the community to, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know what, what location it is. I think it's for the city. Where pretty much that area, uh, Florida not, City down south. Yes, mm -hmm. where I'm gonna give brownies to the kids in the community for free, and Beautiful. then just any. I think kids or anybody in that community as well with backpacks for the back to school. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you have so much going on, man. Yes. It's incredible. So a couple more questions for you, mm -hmm. and and for Momager. Momager. So <laughs> Celeste, um, if I were to ask you, what's your favorite? Chef Christian dish, <laughs> what would you choose? What would? Well, beside the tomahawk, ah. very good. <laughs> the tomahawk. Gold. Golden tomahawk. Golden tomahawk. Um, 
delicious. My God, mm. my, my, my mouth is watering Water. right now. <laughs> and he prepared very good salmon. Salmon. Oh. Yeah. Delicious. So, delicious salmon with asparagus and mash. I love mashed potato. But he, he's just, he doesn't make like a real mash. Well, regular mashed potato. He's like a pure yeah, so talking about that dish, so that dish, I'm going to explain it to you. So that dish, I made a, a mashed potato puree infused with little garlics and herbs with uh, salmon, uh, very few medium, salmon, delicious, and as well with mango salsa, right, mm -hmm. with a mango aioli and with some um, vegetables, which is probably either broccoli or asparagus, depending on the client. That, it's funny enough that that dish got me into the auditions to the Columbia uh, Roku, and then that's how I pretty much, you know, got an opportunity. Nice. So you're 19. Yes. Let's say you forecast, and you're five years from now, so that means you'll be 24. What are the three things that you would like to accomplish by the time you are 24? Oof, a lot. <laughs> but only three. Three. Yes. Number one, um, make sure that my family is in good hands. Family is over everything. Number two, I want to accomplish, um, have my, my, how do I say it? Have my own ballroom. Um, mm. And then number three is to start to work on having my new show. I mean, not a new show. I mean, I want to have a show where I'm in TV and just teaching the community and then anybody that's watching it how to cook. And just different techniques that I learned from culinary school and leverage that. Because I like to give back. I like to teach people. I like to mentor people so they could become successful. And because since I have a, a success story, you know, they could have one too. Would you ever see yourself uh, in the culinary program as a teacher? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Most likely. I mean, if they gave me the opportunity, of course I would love to. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So you would have the other side of the, of the, of the spectrum, of the, of the experience. Yes. Now, before we close, um, and you let everybody know how to, to stay in contact with you, thinking about your experience, some of the obstacles that you face with your mom and your dad, and, and having to manage so much... Um, for a listener listening to your story, what advice could you give them in terms of recommending them what they need to work on so they can follow in your footsteps and uh, achieve whatever they're looking to achieve? So I guess I have to say is that always be connected with God. God is guiding me. He will guide you too. You have not because you have asked not. Like you have to just be connected with God. That's one thing. Number two, never give up. Chase your dreams. Keep chasing it. I've been, I've been through many obstacles in my life, as you can, have you heard, have you seen, and like it just, I just kept going. I just never looked back. Just kept going, and school is always first, and family as well. Oh, family first, because they will always have your backbone, and school is second, right? Everything will come later, and you guys could follow me on Instagram as Chef Christian LLC. Oh, Chef Christian underscore LLC. Nice. Now, before we close, I'm going to ask your manager one question that I yes. asked of you. And let's see what she says. <laughs> we fast forward five years in Christian's life. Christian is now 24. What three things would you like to see Christian accomplish by the time he's 24? 
Well, by the time that he's 24, first of all, I will see Christian. I would like to see Christian completely graduated well, with yeah. any master's degrees, uh, whatever. I know because he just chasing his dream and he's going to continue studying. Second, I would like to see him with his own company, big. My dream is for him to have a ballroom. We talk about that in house, in the house. Uh, I don't know what obstacle we need to go through, but I know that can be done. Good. And uh, third, um, I would like to see him cooking on the TV show. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. Well, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> uh, Christian gave some wonderful advice regarding, you know, what it, what someone needs to invest in and, and, and work on to realize their dreams. But if I can ask you, how important is having the support to help someone like Christian be able to chase and pursue um, their dreams? Uh, could you speak a little bit about the support system that he has and, and how that helps him? propel himself forward? Well, he had his father first, that it was 100% with him and myself. Right. Even though that uh, I'm a cancer survivor, but uh, everything can change, but I think so, I, I'm very positive as well. And still in treatment, it's gonna be for a little more period of time, probably three, four, five years more, and that uh, always happens, so, um, I got my sister, my brothers, my nieces, and my nephews. As I told you, it's only him, he, and myself right. so in the house. Right. But around with a lot of lovely family. That's beautiful. And as I told you before, we always cook for the family in the house. He is the man of the house. He's just the boss. And we need to call him chef. Yes, chef. Be careful behind you. A hot pot. Yes, chef. Whatever. So. I see, Fantastic. I see that question, and I, I know that he's gonna be, he's an excellent kid. He's away of any bad habits because he beautiful. never see that in the house. Beautiful. Um, he believe in God. That's beautiful. That's the number one. The faith. The faith is there. The family is there. Beautiful. And the love is all around him. That's wonderful. So the one thing I'd like to tell you is that by the time you're 24, we come back and we have this podcast again. <laughs> yes. And we'll talk about where you are and then where you're going to go from there. That's amazing. Yes. Christian Barrios Brains, Celeste Brains, uh, thank you so much for bringing your story, sharing your love, sharing your, your, your relationship with the audience. And I wish you both the best of luck. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank Hopefully you. I could impact many students and anybody in, in, the, in the whole entire world with my story. You already started with one, my friend. Yes. Trust me. Thank you. <laughs>
um, but nonetheless very insightful and, and entertaining. Stay connected. Please like, comment, share on Spotify or all podcast platforms that you are enjoying this non-traditional scholar podcast that we are cultivating for all of you and uh, keep striving, keep achieving, keep pushing and keep living for whatever you are searching for in terms of success. Until the next one.